St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. Today's speaker is a very talented young man. He is not only just an athlete, but he's an inspiring young man. Today's speaker is Felix McDuffie. The title of this podcast is called Doubt. I hope you enjoy this podcast and like always, be blessed. We thank you for waking us up this morning today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you take away every sin, every thought of sin, every action of sin today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you go into the hidden places and remove anything that's not of you that dwells in us today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you fill our hearts and our spirit with peace, knowledge, understanding today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you don't let our worry be louder than our worship and that we just have a wonderful morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now we'll have a welcome visit by uh, Levi Moss. Good morning. Welcome to St. John Missionary Baptist Church. My name is Levi, and we welcome you in Jesus' name. Now we'll have a scripture reading. Um, the, it's the New IV, First uh, John, four, chapter four, seven through um, eight. Okay, dear friends, let us lo- love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, because lo- God is love. Now we'll have a selection by the SJMBC Youth Choir.
For the Black History, we'll have Kalina Miner do the Digi. Good morning, church. Did you know that there were and are some incredible children in Black History? There were children in the past, the present, and the future. In the past, you have children such as Claudette Colvin age 15. You have probably heard about Rosa Parks, but have you heard about Claudette Colvin? Claudette was actually the first black female to not give up her seat for a white person, doing so a few months prior to Rosa Parks. More famous refusal, she was arrested and taken to jail. Even though she was a minor, she was afraid of the backlash of her actions, but stood by her choice. A true activist at 15 years old. In the present, you have children such as Naeem Hudson, age 11. Naeem Hudson, also known as his social media allies, King Nah, 
was a victim of bullying at 10 years old. Instead of allowing the words of his bully to hurt him, he decided to take this as an opportunity to educate others on valuing your mind over material items. Naeem is now a motivational speaker with over 257K followers on Instagram, where he makes inspirational videos to help other children who are dealing with bullying. He also travels around the world giving speeches to other children, sparking kindness and a love for education everywhere he goes. The future. In the future, I see myself and I see you. What will your black history contribution age does it determine contribution? Only you can determine that. Good job. Final announcements will have the selection by the SJNBC Youth Choir, an introduction of the, of the speaker in the Bread of Life by Henry Felix McDuffie. Given honor to God and the pastor and everyone in their respective places. Hello, St. John. Good saint, you're in for a sermon today. I have the honor of introducing you to a wrestler, a young man of God, and we need more youth that want to serve their community. However, Henry Felix is more than an athlete. He is my cousin, he's intelligent, he's a role model for his peers and others. But before I introduce him, I would like to share some words of encouragement. It's in our human nature to be apprehensive to our challenges. However, we must not be incompetent to completion. It's an honor um, to introduce you, Felix. I introduce you to Henry Felix McDuffie.
is not my own. bow your heads for another beautiful and glorious day we thank you for what you have done I ask that you give me wisdom and guidance as I speak to your people and I ask that you give them the hearts to receive your message Lord we pray amen, amen. first give an honor to God pastor Roberson elder Nellums and other ministers of the gospel and everyone else in their respective places I would like to thank you all for this opportunity to speak I want to thank Come here from near and far, and I would all in attendance via social media. My scripture for today and my subject will come from Jude chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. Verse 20 starts with, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment, show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Amen. Amen. So my one word, doubt. Now, if you look up what the word doubt means in the dictionary or on Google, the most common explanation for it is a lack of conviction. Now, it is important to remember that belief and, uh, and being unwilling to change, it just means that you may be uncertain in a certain aspect or whatever. And that's just like with the Super Bowl tonight, if I say that the Chiefs are going to win, but they're down by 21 points in the second quarter, I might change my mind. <laughs> and the reason why I wanna talk about doubt today is because more people are doubting God. Now, according to recent surveys, only 50 Americans believe in God as described in the Bible. These surveys have shown a significant decrease in drop in numbers over a relatively short 10 year period. And in contrast with that, there are 81% of Americans found in the same study that do believe in a higher power, some type of God, just not the way how God is presented in the Bible. And it is apparent that we as Christians do something about this. Because of this, it's important to look at why people doubt. I believe that if we find out why people doubt. So I came up with a couple of reasons that God is too powerful. And I mean that in the way to comprehend the power that he has. And it is because of this that it can be hard to accept God being the Bible. And another reason is that the Bible is a complex book that is complicated and can be confusing. This is why it is imperative that we ask God, that we find the right translation for us, and that we ask God for wisdom, guidance, and understanding to maybe help others understand it if they don't understand themselves. 
And this is why we do Bible study. This is why Bible study can be so important and vital. So that we can help others that may not understand. And we also have Bible study so that we can know others. So if someone has a question for us and we don't know ourselves, we can refer them to someone else. And these problems, as in addressing how powerful God is and the Bible being a complex book, these should not be ignored by the Christian community. And God does address this in, my, in the Bible. And this is where my scripture comes in. This is why I chose Jude chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. God tells us to be merciful to those who doubt or don't believe. Picking up where I left off, it is important to understand it is our job as Christians to be understanding and to help others out. This is where it ties in with the scripture because God directly tells us to be merciful to those who doubt and that we should be willing and able to teach, lead, and guide others towards God. It is not okay to push anyone away from the church. In fact, if someone is having doubts or they don't believe, it should be the opposite. We should be trying to pull them into the church. And going back to more reasons of why people doubt, this brings me to my next scripture today. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29. And verse 26 starts with, Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. There's a reason I chose this parable, and I pulled a couple points from this parable. One of them is, is that we must put in the work with God to see the results. One reason I have heard that people doubt is that a lot of people want to see the blessings in their lives and receive the blessings that God promises in the Bible to the faithful. But there is a huge flaw with this. If we want to receive those blessings, we have to work for God and we have to do the work of His kingdom. Essentially, we can't not do what God says and expect to receive His bountiful blessings. And this story is a visual representation of that. If the farmer doesn't tend to the seed, he can't receive a plant. He has to water it, make sure the soil is healthy, and take care of it. Much in the same way that if we want to receive God's blessings, we have to put in the work, and the seed, we have to put in the work with the seed for it to actually sprout and become a plant. This also shows that sometimes the results won't be immediate. If you work for God and you put in the work, the results aren't always going to be immediate. If you plant a seed today, it will not sprout tomorrow. So this shows that not only do we have to put in the work, we also have to have patience. The next point I got from this parable is that we may not understand what happens, but the seed still becomes a plant. Not everyone understands all of the literal science behind a plant and how it grows. But you know that if you plant the seed and take care care of it, it will sprout. This is the same concept as having faith in God. 
We may not understand everything, or we may be curious, but this is where faith comes in, and we must do it and have the true work of God. And my next scripture is not going to be read out loud, but I pulled a couple of points from Hebrews chapter 11. And my first main point is we must have faith. In chapter 11 of Hebrews, if you read it, which I encourage you all to read it on you all's own time, it is, we see why it's so important to have faith. Because throughout this entire chapter, we are told why not having faith is a mistake. But it's a mistake that we can correct. That is why it's, impo- that's why it's important for us as Christians to help build a support system for those who may doubt. We have to make sure that doubt isn't a niche topic in the church and that we can talk about doubt with others. Because, like I said earlier, the definition of doubt doesn't literally mean unbelief. It can mean that you may, just, you may believe that God exists, but you may doubt his power or what he can do. So we need to make sure that we address this in the church, and doubt applies to more than just those who do not believe. And the reason why it needs to be addressed is because the consequences are dire, because your soul is on the line. And we also need to make sure that we don't have any doubt ourselves as we try to help others. And that the best example that you can set for someone is by being that person. You have to set the example. That's how you show others and that's how you lead others to Christ. And speaking of leading others to Christ, my next point is that we must help those who don't have faith. Whether it is at church, at school, at home, it's vitally important that we help those who don't have faith. But as this chapter presented itself to me, and this connects back to Jude chapter 1, verse 23, we have to make sure that we don't condone sinning. We should not condone and support sin just because we want to help others come to Christ. Because if you do condone sin and you do sin, that in itself is doubting God. And as we go out and as we go throughout our lives, we should be spreading the word of God constantly and also constantly work at keeping and having faith and having a good relationship with God. My next scripture that I pulled a couple of points from is Matthew chapter 14. This one should also be read at home. But in this scripture, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And to me, this story shows that even the disciples had doubt. The disciples didn't believe that Jesus could feed the 5,000, but he did anyway. And the disciples were supposed to be Jesus' closest friends. And this shows that even if the, if the people that walk closest to Jesus and were literally right there with them have doubt, then that doubt can be natural. But this story also shows that they were able to repent. Because a lot of them are revered as saints and died because of their belief in God and because of their belief in Jesus. So if they're able to repent, so are you. And this brings me to my final point today, that God can do the impossible. God can deliver anyone that is an unbeliever or a doubter. He can reassure faith. But, however, it is up to us to put in the work because he gives us free will. So not everyone will get divine intervention, 
we have to put in the work because he gives us free will. He lets us, he lets us make our own decision. He lets us make our own choice. Because if he didn't give us our own choice, what would be the point of him making us? He wants us to see his greatness and to give him the praise, the honor, and the glory. So not everyone is going to get divine intervention. But at the same time, a lot of people do ignore the signs of divine intervention because God is always constantly working in our lives. And so this is why it is important and vital to help out others who doubt and to make sure we don't doubt. Amen. Amen. Let's give God another hand clap of praise for Brother Felix. Amen. 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 Great word. Amen. 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 Thank God. Amen. For the word this morning. One word. Doubt. Amen. It, it, it happens, but you can always turn yourself around and God is right there waiting for you. Amen. Uh, I believe um, that is a very needful word because a lot of folk are giving up in this world because some have doubted God and they think God doesn't want them anymore. God wants you back. And other folk are looking on lives and they on their own lives and believing that um, that because of how messed up they say they are, how messed up people say they are, that they doubt that God even loves them. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. The word of God says that God so loved the world. Amen. He loved the world. Now, he doesn't like the sin that we're doing the wrong. He so loved the world that he gave his only son that he could die for our sin. So we need to get to the place where we stop doubting that God loves us and the fact that God really wants us back into his sheepfold to be his people. God created us in his image and we failed along the way. But God desires for us to come back just the way we are. Now, just for clarity, y'all can throw your shoes and get mad if you want to. But God hasn't asked anybody to stop doing what you're doing and then come to him. God wants you just the way you are, messed up, broken, and then he'll make you right. He'll make you whole again. Amen? Amen. So as we stand this morning, if there's anybody here after hearing the word of God, if you've been in that position of doubt, amen, doubting, you may have doubted who God is. Um, but now you realize that God is the one that made you, he created you, he saved you, and he wants you back. Or you may have never believed in him, but now you're believing that Jesus is God's son and he died for, for you. Amen. He didn't die because you're so good. Amen. Because I'll look at me first. And I, I, I'm the model of that word that we've all sinned and come short of God's glory. But thank God for his grace and mercy. So if you're here today and you desire to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you've doubted, and you're saying, Pastor, I'm after hearing Brother Felix preach, um, I, I don't doubt that God loved me anymore, I wanna come back. If that's you this morning, please come. Is there one for salvation today? Amen, Felix, um, good word. I know the Lord has already been working in you. You come from a, um, you cut from a good cloth, you got a good family. Um, keep doing what you're doing for God, amen, and don't ever be ashamed. I know you're not, don't ever be ashamed of God. Young lady, when she stood this morning and she read about, do you know, um, a black history moment, she hit on something that's happening every single day to our young folk. They're being bullied. They've been pushed around. And just the other day, I read on the news where a young girl, she was bullied in school. She was beat up. And they put it all on Facebook and all on social media. 
And as a result, the little girl went home and killed herself. I think she was like 11, 12 years old, maybe 14 years old. She went and she killed herself because of all the bullying. Children don't bully folk and grown folk. If you see it, don't run out to the school bus and start fighting them children, but figure out how to bring, bring, it, bring it to light and do something about it, amen? Because you may beat up a little child, but you're going to go to jail and they ain't going to fix nothing, amen? Blessed God, today we tell you thank you for what eyes have seen, what ears have heard, and above all, God, what hearts have We pray that you will bless them, give them boldness, God, to stand in the face of adversity, O oh Lord God. And we pray, God, that you will remove all doubt from the hearts and the minds of all of these, your people, God, these, those that are here, those that are on the Internet and wherever else they are listening, God. And I pray today, God, you allow us all to leave this place and tell somebody about your son, Jesus Christ. God, if there's anyone in the midst here, God, who was and is still doubting who you are, and they have questions, God, I pray that you will entertain, O Lord God, and turn their hearts and their minds over to you, God. I pray, God, your word will find a place in our hearts today. And Lord, as we prepare to leave out of this place, never allow us out of thine sight. Keep us, God, with our hearts and our minds so that you stayed on you, and keep us, God, in perfect peace. We ask you all in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake, we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. St. John's Nation, I hope you enjoy listening to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. If you'd like to see Pastor live, you can visit our church at 715 Winding Road, Kingsland, Georgia, or watch him on Facebook Live at SJNBC Kingsland. You can also follow Pastor on Instagram and Twitter at SJNBC Kingsland. If you like our ministry and you would like to donate, you can go to our website at www.sjnbckingsland.org or you can give on Givenify at St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Kingsland. I hope you have a blessed day and like always, always be blessed.